Why, hello everybody, welcome to Reading Minds and Solving Crimes. This is a podcast between three close friends where we talk about episodes of the hit CBS TV show, The Mentalist. Was it on CBS? Yes, sir. Uh, Joining me as always, we have Scott Lee. I don't know this person talking, but I am Scott Lee. (laughs) You don't know yourself or you don't know me? Yeah. Ah, uh, you came in. You came in a few octaves lower than normal there. Ah, this I'm trying out my sultry voice. Okay, right. what's wrong with that? All right, I'm just saying I don't, I'm, not, I'm unfamiliar. We also have a one Chris Sacco. Uh, this is actually a big pursue coming in with a nice smooth <laughs> radio voice. That is not how I sound. All right, I sound. Hey everybody, welcome my, my to Reading Minds work and <laughs> It does, that does remind me, though, like, not nearly to that effect, but my dad for a long time worked as, like, a salesman or, like, a manager salesman, and it was uh-huh. always hilarious to me when he would take a work call when I was around, because he 100% had a different voice that he would use just for, like, work stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do I the same that, exact thing. I always found that hilarious. You don't have a different, like, meeting voice for meetings or presentations? No. no. I mean, maybe I do. Uh, presentations is hard for me to tell because I legitimately black out whenever I get a presentation. <laughs> so I could not tell you what I sound like or how I talk when I give presentations. It's it's one of those things where I feel like <laughs> I don't. You were, you were at my defense. Did I do I sound? I feel like I sound exactly the same. I mean, that was like a million years ago, but you yeah. do, you did sound. I think the same relatively. Yeah, yeah, pretty much mostly. Um. I, it's funny for me because my work voice, like I, I do not swear whatsoever when, when I'm in like my work know. mode. But, but like it's the second I like let down my defenses, I'm dropping f bombs. Like, like it's very like the once the switch goes off, it's like very clear. You hang up the phone. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, dude. Exactly. I don't even dislike him, but fuck him. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta get all these f bombs out quick. We only get one, and I used it. Sorry, guys. That's it. Damn you it. Get the quota for the day. Oh, speaking of only getting one of those and you're using it up, um, we were watching TV the other night, and apparently a Fast 9 trailer came on, and Sarah got something spoiled horde. And she was like, Chris, don't look. No, don't look. Don't, don't look. Don't look. Don't look. And I was like, what? And she holds a pillow up over my face. I'm like, what am I missing? And she goes, you don't want to see that. And she's laughing like an idiot. She's like, I'm so mad right now. Because <laughs> you guys haven't seen Fast 8 yet, right? No, we haven't even seen the 8th uh, one. Uh, we, we do have to figure that out. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's okay. We can, do, we can do like a double feature, just 8 right into 9. I'm that's- fine with that. That's a lot. That's a lot of. That's okay. <laughs> that's that's very okay. How many coronas can we? How many coronas can we drink that day? That's all right. What's yep. funny? What's funny is I know exactly what spoiler Sarah saw. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent because it's that li- ridiculous. Emily and I rewatched Lord of the Rings Extended Edition <laughs> over the past weekend, <laughs> and that was so much better than... Well, yeah, those are, like, all-time movies, dude. Yeah. It's it's that <laughs> trilogy and the Star Wars original trilogy are, like, the two greatest trilogies of all time. Those movies I like Lord up. of the Rings way better. That, no, so no, let no. me ask you, because I'm very curious, do you... 
has like over time has the extended editions length gotten like worn on you or is it still like you're totally like it's a I'm spry off. six hours <laughs> I, we, I basically every moment that we had where like we were about to sit down we were like are we can like we didn't watch them in one, two, three. Go, like, we, in one sitting like i think maybe we watched the first one in one sitting but the other two were like broken up into like two halves well, what, um, compared to the third movie, the first one's just fucking spry four hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, third, the second the third one's like five like, and a half. Well, the third one's like six, isn't it? It's it's approaching six, I think. That's for me, like, and so the, I, as a baseline, Lord of the Rings, I, I 100% agree, it's a fantastic movie. I can't, I don't care how good the, the extended edition is anymore. I feel like I would have to watch the normal edition if I'm <laughs> if I'm watching those. I honestly like, don't think I've seen the normal editions since I saw the movies in theaters. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, editing sometimes is a good thing. No, sometimes <laughs> it is. Sometimes. And, there, and there are occasional scenes where you're like, I, I can see why they left this out. <laughs> it's it's Just, 100% one of those things where it's like, when I had access, to it, it felt like I was like stealing more content, you yeah. know, because it's like because I already saw them in theaters, right? But now yeah, I'm yeah. getting like the juicy yeah. extended, and it's like another like hour and a half of footage. That I it's got. I, so I, I will. I just yeah. looked it up. The first one's three hours and twenty eight. The second oh, one, easy. the second one's three hours and forty three, and the last one's four hours and eleven minutes. Nice. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I I like added two hours. Yeah, no. 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 But but so. <laughs> Regardless of that, it adds a total of two hours of extra movie to the original trilogy. <laughs> the extended is still 11 and a half hours long. It's a lot. That's yeah, stupid. But uh, I will imagine- say the thing, the thing that does get to me, though, and, it, and I think it was part of the theatrical release, and it bugged me even then, was the amount of the number of endings at the, at the end of Return <laughs> of the King still, still does bug me. <laughs> Imagine if you just had if because <laughs> this must have happened to so many people where they're like, I got a piece so bad, yeah. I'm just gonna hold it. I'm just gonna hold it yeah. until the end of this. And you're like, you can feel it. You're like, here come yeah. the credits. Fade to black. <laughs> no, nope. oh. right, we're back. Fade. All right, fade to white. All right, no, nope, we're back in the Shire. And what are the you last, doing to me? I don't. Maybe the last last ending is unique to the extended edition, but it's literally like the last ending is. A uh, thirty-second clip of Sam going home and like kissing his wife, and you're yeah. like, <laughs> Did, "Was this necessary? <laughs> I don't need to see this." <laughs> we get it. Sam is an excellent family person. <laughs> yeah, so lovely family family Hobbit. All right, so l- l- putting aside Lord of the Rings as an exception, okay. What do you? What would you say is the longest run tab you would accept for a movie? An individual movie? One individual movie. Like, if, if if someone is like, hey, let's go watch X movie, doesn't matter what it is, what is it where it's like, this is too much? Like, I'm not going to see that in theaters if it's this long. So, specifically in the theaters? Yeah, or, like, basically you have to watch it in one sitting, so you can't, like, break it up because, you know, you're just, like... So I would it, pro- like I would say like three and a half hours. That was probably, like, the max. That was where exactly where my head went because I was like, 
if it's a really engaging yeah, three and a half, really like I'm, I'm in. Wow. But that's yeah. it, that has to be like a it has to be a Lord yeah. of the Rings caliber yeah. movie for me to sit there <laughs> yeah. for that. So I think I've gotten to the point where it's like if it's you have to justify it to me if it's over two and a half hours. Two yeah. and a half hours is like for me reaching the upper limits, and then it's like. Because then I put it in like Braveheart terms, right? Because Braveheart's two hours and fifty minutes, and that's a yeah. fucking long movie. <laughs> it's a really long movie. Yeah. How long was um, Endgame? Yeah. I think that it. I mean, it really depends because I've watched movies that were like an hour and forty-five minutes, and I was like, "God, get this movie over with." <laughs> yeah. And then I've watched movies that were like two hours and ten minutes, and at the end of it, been like, "We can spend some more time here." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like so. Flesh this out. Sarah and I, yeah. I have started going back through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think we mentioned, I mentioned it on the podcast before, but we watched Winter Soldier the other night, and that's like a two hour and three minute long movie, and it felt rushed. Like there were yeah, parts but- where I'm like, you need to let this breathe more. There's like a lot <laughs> happening. And we watched, we watched Guardians of the Galaxy a cut like last weekend, and that movie felt super rushed. It's still a really mm. good movie. But the first like forty five minutes of that is just like scene, 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 background, background, lore, lore, lore. I'm like, what yeah. the hell just happened? And then it got yeah. into the story. Winter Soldier is weird because it's not a like I feel, it generally feel like you get that feeling in most of the Marvel movies when it's the first one of like a series that they're like, all right, forty five minutes, we're gonna try to jam as much shit in here so that the remaining hour we can like actually have a plot. Yeah. <laughs> But Winter Soldier is weird because it's just, like, very entertaining and there's lots of stuff going on and you're, I don't know. I, of, the, of the ones we've watched again and the ones that I've seen, there's few that we there's a few that we haven't seen. I think Winter Soldier is my favorite Marvel movie so far. Yeah, so it's, like, top three, I think. Top three, top four. So you guys should add, this isn't, this isn't officially Marvel or, or like, I, I don't know if like you're going for like everything, but you guys should watch Logan. Cause I feel like that was, yeah. If you haven't seen Logan. No. Yeah. Cause I, I feel like by virtue, the problem with Marvel, and it's not like a problem per se, but it's like, I feel like Marvel has become one of those things where it's like, you're, if you're going to go see a Marvel movie, you're expecting like certain like action, like things yep. have to move fast because yeah, yeah. like people, it, it's become like the superhero popcorn flick. Of like, I, this is like my summer blockbuster. I gotta yep. go see it, right? So like, it you really can't have those moments to breathe. Whereas I feel like in Logan, you actually they do sit on some stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Logan's a movie that I I do want to see. That movie looks really good. We're just Logan we're trying is, to get through the MCU. Yeah, but Logan is a superhero movie that qualifies as an actually good film. I think, or like as close <laughs> yeah, as like an action movie can get to a film. It's a very Logan good movie like, that happens to also be a superhero. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it's All like, right. it's weird because I feel like with the Marvel movies, you have a certain expectation of quality just in general and almost to the point where you you sort of take it for granted at like a certain level and you're, and you're looking for more than that from them. Whereas with like the X-Men movies were such trash for such a long time <laughs> that Logan just sort of came out of nowhere and you're like, I, I had no expectations because so. I, I think I had watched one of the previous like standalone Wolverine movies and was like, this is the one where they, with uh, Ryan Reynolds, where they actually stitch his mouth together. It's like Wolverine <laughs> Origins or something. Or where, where he's Deadpool before he actually yes, is Deadpool. Yes, before he's Deadpool. Yeah. And that yeah. movie is a hot trash fire. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so. Wow. Well. 
I, I, I'm very excited for you guys to see Shang-Chi. I think Shang-Chi is one of the best movies they've made. Yeah, I uh, want to see that. That seems cool. And Sleeper the... hit Doctor Strange, putting that out there. One of the little thing whatever people have heard about. Doctor we, Strange. We saw we saw Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that was more directed at me because <laughs> You haven't seen Doctor Strange? Uh, no, I have not. I, and there's like no particular reason I haven't. It's just like it's because he hates Benedict. Wong. Benedict, yeah, I come about. I do. I, every night before I go to sleep, I throw a knife at the wall, which has a Benedict Cumberbatch thing, and there's a lot of holes in there. Nice, nice. Yeah, we'll fix that wall up at some point. We'll back it up. Yeah. Tonight's premiere of uh, Spider-Man, right? Not tomorrow. Well, I, I guess at yeah, this point, I who knows? Midnight, if, I like, think they do like the 10 p.m. midnight. The 10 p.m. midnight on Wednesday. Showing. They do uh, Wednesday. Oh, I think good so, yeah. God. I'm out. I think so. Well, anyway. Oh uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm very excited to watch it. But I'll watch it when it's streaming. Yeah, uh, I gotta watch the middle one first. Anyways, No Way Home. No, that's also the new very one. good. Night Far Monkey. From home? Far from home. Yeah, Far from home. Well, this has been your Marvel hour. <laughs> it's Marvel like 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if people want to tell us their favorite Marvel movie, where can they find us, Sago? You can tweet your and favorite why Marvel. why is it Iron Man? Yeah, you can tell us why it's <laughs> Iron Man, but you can tweet at us at, at @mindscrimes on Twitter, or if you want to email us as to why it is not Thor The Dark World, you can reach us at itsmindcrimes at gmail.com. Whoa, 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 what if there are a lot of what if fucking Natalie Portman is listening to this right now? And you just fucking she'd agree. Right. She was wasted on those movies. Yeah, yeah. Those... <laughs> Wait, was she in the actually? I forget. Was she in that? She movie? was in two. Okay. She, she was in. in she was in, she was in one. She's and not two. in third. Yeah, she's not no. in the third one. Yeah, she's not in Thor Ragnarok. She got she got fed up. <laughs> yeah, she saw she saw what Thor two was. It was like well. <laughs> Maybe we don't come so, back. Wait, wait. What do you think besides Thor Dark World? What's the worst movie in the MCU? I, so, I mean, Thor, Iron Man. The first one? Iron Man 3 is pretty bad, too. No, I think Iron Man, no, I think Iron Man 3 is actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, if you if you treat it as, a, hey, it's a Guy Ritchie movie that also just happens to have Spider-Man or so Iron Man, it's actually kind of funny. Yeah. Or no, it, it is Guy, it's Guy Ritchie or who is it? It's the guy who did... um. Uh, the movie that we keep fucking talking about watching, but we never watch, um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It's oh, yeah, that yeah, director. Yeah. yeah, it's Guy Ritchie, oh, I think, is isn't it? it? Uh, Shane Black? Oh, Shane, Shane, Bla it's Shane, oh, Shane Black. Black. Did okay. Iron so, I feel like, Saka, if you watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, you would appreciate Iron Man 3 more. Okay. And it's just like a situation of like, yeah, this movie's not great, or like, we probably, but... The fact that they got the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang director together with Robert Downey Jr. again, like, again. hey, that's pretty good. That's fantastic. It was it was fine, but like Thor: The Dark World was like it wasn't gross bad, but comparing it to the other <laughs> movies, it was gross bad. Like when you when you have the bar that's like a really good bar, when you don't hit it, you're like, ooh boy. Because <laughs> my opinion, bottom two would be worst Thor: Dark World. Second worst, Thor, the first one. <laughs> <laughs> the first one, it was the biggest, like, hey, this is a great movie. Upon second rewatch, you're like, oh, no. Yeah, it's bad. I've, They're both I've only, very bad. I've only seen it once. It was it Which was is fine. funny because Ragnarok is, like, Excellent. amongst the best of the Marvel Well, they got world. Taika Waititi as the director, yeah. and that guy is, is gold. You guys would not, like, I, um, I think, and I would have to think about it more, I think... 
one of my worst would be uh what's the first what's it was it infinity war what's the one before endgame infinity war infinity war yeah i think infinity war would be one of my least liked ones i think that's a fair criticism i think I endgame can, i think I endgame was worse than infinity war no it, so eh. no I think I w- so. My problem was Infinity War. I so okay. There was there was two issues with it. Real quick is one that I was very I was very invested in the storyline set up in Black Panther and in Guardians Ooh, of the Galaxy Two. Black Panther. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the problem was Infinity War resolved though a lot of those storylines, but they resolved them in like just miserable ways. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very like it's like a tertiary issue with, but like it's one of those things where I'm like it just bums me out that that was the movie that decided to like it took you it. it took you out of watching the actual movie because you were too busy being mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> that well like that's how you get to do Black Panther. Panther? <laughs> well, so Black Panther it was. Black Panther is just a fantastic movie. I, I'm going to butcher it because I forgot all the names. But there was that one um, person who, like, ref- like would not help um, the main character. Like, he was like he was very stubborn and, like, didn't oh, yeah, believe yeah, yeah. in, uh, like... He's the leader of the other group of people, and I forget oh, the yeah, name yeah, of yeah, that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, to, to put it even, like, in the kindest words, he was, like, very skeptical about... Like the idea of like anyone else like like coming in and like doing that kind of like he, he was very like ah uh, yeah like that was his character. He's but an then, isolationist. And, and but then in Infinity War, he just he just shows up. And he's like, I'm gonna help all these people. I'm gonna, I'm gonna help. I'm gonna help everybody. A, and I'm just like I'm like this like I, I like broke me because I was like this like this this doesn't make any sense. None of this makes sense. I love this character. Why would you do this to him? Hmm. Uh, anyway, nah, these gold rambles. Fate, best one though, Enter the Spider Verse. That's my vote. Ooh, I did. I was watching an interview recently with Tom Holland, and he was like, "I guarantee you, this is the like talking about uh, No Way Home." He's like, "This is the best Spider-Man movie," and I was like, "Whoa, Tom! <laughs> well, maybe best best live action Spider-Man movie, maybe." Yeah, let's tamp that down because Into the yeah. Spider Verse was that it's was a pretty. <laughs> it's a chef's kiss type yeah, movie. It's a pretty unbeatable movie. Maybe they'll merge together at some point, and it'll maybe be like Miles a, uh, is in this one. Oh, uh, you, who killed Robert Rabbit? Situation. You throw, you throw Tom Holland as like a cartoon character into the Ooh. Miles Morales universe. <laughs> That's rad as shit. I feel like Tom Holland would be able to roll with that. You know? Yeah, I think he'd be good at that. Tom Holland's in literally fucking everything right now. So. That's true. He's good. He's that guy can golf too. Spe- I don't Apparently, know. yeah. I saw. I didn't. He's I haven't like a- actually seen him golf, but I saw it. Like they had clips of him, like like posing as a and like the positions he was in looked. He's he looked a, like he knew like what a, he was doing. He's like a four <laughs> handicap. Dude's nasty. So what you're saying is I, I could beat him. <laughs> Maybe. Challenge him. Challenge him, right? We challenge you. Tom Holland, we challenge you. Golf off. Consider to yourself a golf challenged. Off. <laughs> Anyways. Get on your podcast and respond right now. Does he have a podcast? Probably. Dude, everyone has a fucking podcast, right? Scott, we if, have if a podcast. We, yeah, if we jamokes have a podcast. Yeah, but we got time, you know? That's <laughs> true. <laughs> All right, so we had two emails come in. One of them I'm going to zip through. Um, <laughs> one of them was long. No, one of them Very was long. Nice, one long. of them was long. It was an excellent one. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but this first one we're going to zip through. We got an email uh, about a list of top five cereals in no particular order. We ready? Let's see how many we hate, how many we love. <laughs> Honey Bunches of Oats with almonds. 
banana nut crunch, apple cinnamon checks, special K honey almond ancient grains. There's so many words. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> count chocula. That's a weird mix. Let's One just, of those put, let's just throw it out here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that, that feels like, that feels like a, someone's put together a list to hide the fact that they, really all they want is Look at all these refined like, cereal. Like, like if you open up their pantry, there's four empty boxes of cereal that are just ornamental, and then there's like three boxes of Count Chocolate lined up behind it's, each other. Scott, it's the honey bunches. Of, uh, it's like the almonds, ancient greats thing, but the bag inside. Yeah, all the bags, all the bags. <laughs> you peek behind it and it just rows upon rows of cow chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyways, that's a fantastic email. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I would also like cow chocolate, probably. Yeah. I don't I remember think, it. I like Cocoa Pebbles better, but I agree with Scott. I've had some of those <laughs> some of those cereals. They're all pretty good. The um, bargain basement one of Cocoa Pebbles. I think they're called like di- Dino Bites or something. Are actually very good. <laughs> Wait, why is Dino Bites the? Fucking- I don't know. I don't know why they're called. They're related to dinosaurs. But well, maybe they were trying to live off the Fruity Pebbles thing with the Flintstones. I think that's the yeah yeah yeah. yeah. But how are you supposed to know that it's chocolate? It's like Choco Dino Bites. (laughs) (laughs) But they're good. Don't you know the dinosaurs are chocolate flavored a bit? Yeah. Dino doo-doo. Okay, that's what it should be. Dino flakes. (laughs) All right. And so our our second email from the Wandering Sheep, uh, it's a super nice email. It is long. Thank you. I read all of it. And we're going to capture the highlights here. Thank you for your Spotify wrapped having our stupid ass podcast as the one that lived in your head rent free all year long. Blows my mind that somebody listened to our podcast the most. Um, we're glad we could Thank get you, you through all the cooking that you did and and uh, a bic. We know that your pain is felt being real warm in the summertime. I'm a sweaty um, boy. I but, would die in the heat. They were dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 96 to 104 Fahrenheit, 36 to 40 C. Forget that. I'm out cooking in that. That's miserable. When it gets that hot, you're like, I can't think, you know? Like, yeah. Just like, I'm just going to sit. If and- this was the Great British Bake Off, they would have them make ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> what rude dudes. Um, but so then here's here's the question that I think this is a this is a pretty cool question that we can think about. The question is, what do we envision Jane doing? When the interaction where he comes face to face with Red John happens. So do we want him to kill him? Do we think that he killed like just kill him out of straight vengeance and anger? Do we think he kills him in self-defense? Do we think someone else kills him? Or do we think that Jane dies in killing him? Or something else. So so is the question what do we want to happen or what do we think is going to happen? Because those are two different answers for me. So the question is, what do we envision? So I would think that's what do we think is going to happen? But I kind of like answering both of those because because we can kind of get through both pretty quick. Scott, I you- definitely. Oh. Um, I'll, I'll I'll start up on the what I know is that I I've always thought I think from the beginning is I've thought that Jade has a death warrant. Like I to me. I feel like his character almost doesn't work if he doesn't end up dead. I'll be, I'll be honest. I mean, obviously that could change, but yep. like at least from like the early stages, it felt like this guy. It, it's a hundred percent the uh, like the two graves kind of situation. Okay, so you um, think Jane and Red John are toast at the same time? Well, yeah, I actually can't envision. I mean, I guess we at this point we've already seen a little bit of them. Like, 
but I, I, I feel like it's just going to be a situation where, where Jane finds out who it is. He's Obviously, there's going to be some kind of twist involved, so he'll just be surprised, is my guess. All right. Scott, what do you think? Uh, what I think is going to happen is it's going to be some self-defense related somehow. Like, he's got to, like, save somebody or Red John forces him to make some sort of decision or whatever. Um, I think for what I want, well, want is maybe not. What I think would be a respectable end is sort of what Abik was talking about. If it's like a eye for an eye type situation. Because that... Based on what we know about, like, Jane, like, what Abik was saying, there's no, what, like, so he kills Red John, and then what? Like, if he's alive, what does he do? They, they have to convince me that there's a point of Jane living. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I'm not, like, that sounds rude, but... Jane has nothing to live for. Yeah, I, I sort as of, we'll talk about in this episode as well. I, I sort of agree with that statement, right? I think as the information that we have now stands, he, it, you want both of them to die. You want Jane to kill him, him to, and Red John to kill Jane, or or them to both perish because there's literally nothing else for Jane. But do I think I, that, that I would? I would say a Dexter's type uh, torture kill situation would also be acceptable. <laughs> I, I I feel like. As time goes on, you know, we, we have, there's seven seasons. We're on the beginning of season three. If we get to season, if we get to season seven and things have changed, there could be a scenario where it's like, yeah, I just want Jane to murder this dude and keep on living his life. Like, I don't know. Maybe. I guess. Yeah. All right. Have we actually answered? Do you, because th- I mean, this has been the question from the beginning, right? They, they, Ask this question every, almost every other episode. Do you think Jade will actually kill Red John or no? Do you think he'll? Because like, again, that's been like the most like the the pinnacle question. I I feel like the way it's set up right now, if it was just a situation where like they were like Red John was in a room and didn't know Jane was there, and Jane like had a gun, he wouldn't shoot him. Like if there was no other thing going on. I feel like Jane would stop, which is why I feel like he needs to be pushed over there. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sort of with Scott. I I do think when given the appropriate opportunity, Jane will kill Red John, though. Like that's yeah, my, I don't think it would take much. No, no, it's not a big push. It's a it's a he gentle ate, he push. Ate the, he ate the rest of the count. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think the safe play is to have him learn that you know revenge is not the answer, but I hope it's the second. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want that. I, I don't. Want. I I want to see the bold choice of you know him following through, but you know we'll. See. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a corollary story of like a vengeance type situation. Sure, I mean I we feel always like talked there- about um. Well, we have the Sherlock Moriarty. We have yeah. the um, Batman Joker. Like the, yeah. the, this is definitely an ex- of explored territory. Yeah. I have another. I can't say the one I want to say, but there's some good ones. You can't say the one you want to say. Okay. Yeah. Vin I, I won't Diesel press. and God. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Anyways. Uh-oh. Should we talk about uh, these episodes? Yeah, what we got, what we got, we got uh, episodes three and four. Episode three being the blood on his hands. Oh, mm-hmm. what? So, oh, just overall, what do you guys think of these two episodes? I thought these episodes were fire. 
I like these episodes a lot. I watched them a week ago, so like it, the the fire has burnt out a little bit. But I remember, I remember them fondly. <laughs> I, I remember, so I remember turning one on, and Sarah was still working, and I watched like the open before it got. I think it was the second episode, the open before it got to the mentalist hit, and I was like, I I have to rewind this, and I have to because I was just gonna watch it. And then, like, she can watch later. I'm like, no, I need to wait for her on this one. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I think it was uh, the second th- one. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, same. I thought they were both very good episodes. I don't remember them <laughs> as vividly as I might have thought at the time that I would remember them. But wow. uh, I enjoyed both of them, for sure. I definitely liked episode three more. Episode four, I feel like, for me, was it was a hit or miss like and maybe that was probably more on me because but um but it had the guy from heroes in it it did have the guy from heroes i forget what this the the spectacle the the rimmed glass guy yeah the shoehorn i forget i forget the name of what they call him he played claire's dad (laughs) (laughs) uh but episode three was a fucking banger that's for sure i i think it might have been episode three is the one that i stopped because yeah, yeah, it had this to was because you had to have seen uh, the, the smiley. Fry. Yeah, it was or, a yeah, or the smiley. You saw the smiley, and I was like, "Oh, I need to, I need to get Sarah in on this one." It's a, it's a Red John episode. <laughs> yep, it felt like episode three was like the greatest hits, right? Because you had the Red John smiley, you had Christina Fry appearance, you had uh what's this? The the fucking instant the Red Styles. Brett Brett Styles. Styles. We got yeah. we yes. got some. You had a seance. We got some romantic a, a romantic interest for for an unknown romantic interest for Rigsby and a romantic interest for Van Belt. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. guy's a that guy's who, a douche. Who can we all say is Van Pelt is such a jerk? <laughs> yeah, she is. She really is. Um, Why, wait, uh, what, what happened? Why is she a jerk? We'll get into it. In okay. the episode, but I have a question. <laughs> I don't want to ep- spend any time on it. Is episode three a Red John episode? Do we consider episode three a Red John no. episode? Tangentially, no. it's it's ten percent of a Red John. Episode. Okay, then I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a request a bit. The next yeah. time we get a Red John episode, when we go into the when you go into the magic of post production, when we introduce uh-huh. it, we gotta get some dope like sounders and alarms. It's like. Woo! <laughs> it's like red, red John, red John alert. <laughs> we can't afford that. No, but we'll be the ones making yeah, the special. No, we're effect. gonna make the noises. We also can't afford that. <laughs> I like it. I, I feel like to classify, in my opinion, the classify red John episode. It's like one of those where it's like it's like Jane and Red John are like squaring you know, off. There's some kind of yeah. This okay. is like you're seeing the the remnants of what happened with the Red John situation. Which okay, like, don't get me wrong. I'll take it. This is it's still great. But. Maybe we have like a small red, just like baby Red John alert. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> no. <laughs> I feel like it can't also be an air horn. It would have to be like a different sound. It like, could be uh, like a like a sad kazoo. Breaking news. All right. Well, what happened in these episodes? Yeah, so this one uh, starts off with uh, Rigsby showing up with... Uh, he's, he's late to the murder scene because he's been sexing somebody, all right? He's been having some... He's having some real fun and... Uh, was it? Is it Van Pelt that just like 
Um, no, uh, Lisbon gives him a hard time when he gets there. Okay. Van, uh, Van Pelt also gives him a hard time. He's like, oh, traffic got some lipstick on your face, too. Huh? That was that was later, though. Oh, was it? Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I think Van Pelt wasn't in the field. She's been relegated back to being in the office. <laughs> Which I, you know, I feel, I always felt bad for her, but I kind of miss a little bit of the interaction of, of her being excited <laughs> and then Lisbon being like, nah, you gotta, you got paperwork to do. <laughs> Maybe I'm a bad person for that, but but we uh, we do see the victim of this episode who is uh, dead under a bridge and <laughs> was strangled. And the other important question mark information we have is that she had a tattoo, a V. Her name yes. is her name is Celia Janovich. I. <laughs> I wrote down that we had some real weird angles this episode. Did you guys notice that at all? Like, it felt like the camera angles were just a little, like... like we had, like, a, a... Like, someone just, like, took, like, a like a film class, and they're like, oh, this shit's fucking dope, and I'm gonna just put as much of this in there as possible. I, I, I just popped it up, and I'm watching, like, the beginning of it. There are weird fucking angles right <laughs> off the rip. Like, I didn't notice it when watching it, but this is just, uh. like quick cuts of like real up <laughs> angles of people it felt like they were trying to do something and i wasn't like I, you know again i'm not smart enough to know what they were trying to do <laughs> it's, a, it's a classic star wipe situation yeah it felt like it's a, yeah it felt like a situation where they're like they learned about a technique and they're like i'm gonna fucking put as much of this technique and <laughs> i can <laughs> animate my powerpoint slide every like, letter gets animated <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. You're like, there's this cool-ass shit. <laughs> oh. I should, dude, someone, someone should give a presentation soon and include a bunch of animations <laughs> in PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Or, or when you can do the, the, the Star Wars transition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And every time, every time you change the slide and like a star wipe happens, you just be like, "Oh, I don't know how that got in there." <laughs> <laughs> this never happened. You smile and point at everybody. <laughs> uh, and so while uh, so Jen's at the scene as well, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And as they're talking about the body, Jen gets a call from a missing persons department, and this is probably why where you were like, "Oh, I gotta." We gotta stop the episode because um, the call is about Christina Fry. Um, he, they say they get a, a tip about an old client of Christina Fry who swore that um, swore that they heard Fry's voice on an audio call on the show that they they, they watch. Um, and I wrote Jane confirms the voice is Fry. Did we? We I guess we hear Christina Fry's voice at that point. He yeah. does the literal like hold a tape recorder up to this to his cell phone and then plays the video back so that Jane can listen to the voice. Yep. Yeah, it works perfectly. So <laughs> yeah, no no audio loss there. Nothing, nothing. Perfect quality. Um, they and then they track the um. The modern day equivalent, which would be to snap a picture of your your computer monitor with your cell phone. <laughs> okay, so I, I, 
I know they track and get to the house. How, how do they track this person again? How did this happen? Do you guys remember? They, they, so they called from a landline. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it, got it, got it. So um, they break into the house, and it's pretty abandoned. There's a door, and I don't know if this was just like a stylistic choice, but there was a door with a lot of locks on it. Like, not that the locks were locking the door. There were just a lot of locks on the door. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, I think that was like the panic room. Uh, but I, the thing I remember about the scene was like they clear the house and they're like everything's clear, and then all of a sudden they're like, "What about that door?" And they're like, and I was like, "Who the fuck is giving like the all clear sign? Yeah. There's clearly <laughs> rooms that you haven't even like. Like, what kind of rinky dink operation are you running here? They just wanted to go home, okay? And they're like, listen, yeah. it's pretty much clear. Yeah, Rinky dink <laughs> opens right. the front door, doesn't see anything. We're all clear. <laughs> We're all good. Sir, I don't think you know what clear means. I mean, I'm clear. I'm good. I'm good. I want to go home. Uh, uh, But what do they find in the room but a one Christina Fry? And... Wait, no, they don't find her here. Oh, no, why do I... Okay, no, no, okay. So what do we find here? Oh, no, you just find the blood, right? The you blood. Find the, you find, like, a baby Red John. It's like a, a little, little Red John one. symbol. <laughs> and, a, and, like, a Raggedy Ann doll under the bed. Oh, that's right, there. right, yeah. And, like, and Jane the game takes, is afoot. Yeah, Jane takes the Raggedy Ann doll. So, actually, this is this is where... Uh, again, I butchered what happened, but now that you said the right part, I remember... Uh, we could probably have to- uh, known that it wasn't going to be like a Red John, Red John episode because it didn't do the uh, the music, the music like with like the creepy like vocal stuff. Like there I feel like at that point, just, like there also wasn't just a dead person in the room with the Red John symbol, <laughs> right? It was just fair a, enough. Yeah, it was a toy. <laughs> uh, and yeah, then we get the title screen. Well, mm-hmm. What happens next? So I think this is when um, they do they go to uh, Brett Stiles' place yet? Yeah, visualize. No, not yet. Oh, so it's I think oh, they go back to the office and they talk to the missing persons guy mm-hmm. about the Raggedy Ann thing, and um, Jane says to let them take the case. Right, the guy who found. The yeah, Red Lizzie John tries symbol. to take the case, and then Jane's like, nah, there, you're good. Jane's like, you got it. And and Jane, he then tell Lisbon's like, no, why aren't you taking it? And Jane is like, it's because Red John's playing a game, and we don't want to get caught up in it right now. Like, that's that's essentially the way that I took it. Um, we also finally get, like, a timetable, because they say specifically it's been four months since Christina Fry's kidnapping. Which yeah. Is good to know. That is a good thing to to have in the back pocket. No. Mm. Um and then there's like a, a there's a stupid scene where Rigsby's like talking to his girlfriend on the phone and Vin mm-hmm. Pelt's being a jerk about it. Vin Pelt is a jerk in this episode. Is she I bet I I might have to rewatch it. I don't remember. So it's it I mean, I guess she's not like Rigsby's trying his best to like be like be Rigsby and like be his yeah. own human. They're broken up. Yeah. Like and she has yeah. said, like, we're done. We can't do that. So he's, like, just trying to be in a relationship. And every time he's, like, trying, he tries to be respectful. He's, like, I got to talk to you later and hangs up. And she's, like, well, you can't talk, like, lipstick talking yeah. on the phone. Just, like, being a jerk for no reason. <laughs> and then the FBI guy shows up and she's, like, 
hey, dude, you want to go, like, smash out in the car when we fly to Napa <laughs> in your helicopter? It's like this bullshit. Rigs me sitting there just crying, and Van Pelt doesn't give a shit. So we we all 100% agree that that guy, that guy is a fucking Red John plant, right? I mean, sure. I, I don't know if he's a Red John oh, no, player. Sorry. Not a Red John plant. I meant a uh, Brett Styles plant, right? I can see him being a visualized guy, yeah. Because cause one of the, the first things Brett Styles, like, we find out is that Brett Styles has people at, like, or, like, I, there's a comment that he makes about having people in the police force. Yeah, or, yeah like, there's, sure. like, something about that. And I'll be, I'll be like, this guy is 100% the guy that Brett Styles has under his fucking. Yeah, you guys got him thumb. under his thumb. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, they have their little powwow and they, uh, then they get back to the case at hand, which is Celia Janovich, who is a member of the one, the only visualized cult. Um, I, I shouted, dude. I was so happy when they, when they talked. I was like, yeah, this is great. This is, they're back so quickly. Yeah. I was, I was actually pretty pumped that they were going back to visualize yeah. and all the same dudes are there. Like, the, like, the, <laughs> like the dopey, like top brother. And like that lawyer who, spoiler <laughs> alert, lawyers the killer, is yeah. such a douche monster. It's he unbelievable. He's it's, so it's good. It's great. It's great. He was fantastic at being just like the scum of earth lawyer that you hate. <laughs> and he's probably pretty good at his job, but you hate him for it. My my favorite thing, and I hope it keeps like assuming that there's gonna be, and I assume there's gonna be more episodes with visualize is. I feel like I I hope the running joke is every time they show up, they're always like, oh, yeah, Brett Styles isn't here. When he's 100% here. <laughs> yeah, always. So the thing at the end of the episode, I don't I think we might have to wait a little while for visualize because they said Brett just like disappeared after he the end of the episode. Yeah, he goes to like, Europe. No, that's Uzbekistan. Fair, yeah. But anyway, they- maybe he said that, but he's still at the. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just giving a seminar. Yeah, he's like, well, fucking maybe Jade will leave me alone if he thinks I'm out of the country. Yeah, but so yeah, they go, they go back, they go to uh, visualize, um, and I think it's Jane and just Jane and Lisbon. They go there, and the the cocky lawyer is outside, and Jane eviscerates him. Um, and there's like the head of security who's just like, he was a cop. It is just like a total dink as part of a cult now. Like everyone in this cult sucks except for Brett Styles. That guy rules. <laughs> everyone else is the freaking worst. They're all terrible. But 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 they're great as lackeys of Brett yeah. Styles. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're good lackey. <laughs> but she just gets the most like comical fucking like side villains to yeah, and so so while they're like chatting, they go in and they they're chatting with like the underlings, and uh, Jane basically like tells Lisbon to he kind of like signals to keep him busy, and he just runs away. And find this, this, I felt so bad for the poor like entry level cult member named Tech or whatever, where Jane was like. All right, so uh, is Brett Styles in the building? He's like, no, sir, Mister Styles is in here. He's like, well, what if I just go this way? And the guy's like, no. And Jane just cons this poor dude. He's like, I'm gonna get kicked out of this cult. I am so screwed. This he bullies this guy. <laughs> I I love the physical of the guy. Like, like being like, ah, oh. no, <laughs> like, no. not well this way. No, <laughs> no, don't go that way. Don't go that way, Mister Jane. <laughs> But yeah, so it it ends with uh, Jane getting into the seminar that Brett's 
pr- like giving to all the people. And he's like, hey, this is a dead person. And this guy's like, Patrick, how good to see you. <laughs> it's awesome. And then I. It's so good. Then they're in their office, I think, talking about stuff. What are they talking yeah. about? So, um,. They they go back to um to Brett Stahl's office and uh they starts asking him questions about the the victim right because that's the reason they came here is like we have to find some kind of connection um and blah, 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 blah. why did I write this okay and he responds by saying uh she worked a security detail for for me last week wait is that right. Yeah, uh, yeah. She, she, was, was she was part of the security force. She was a security guard. Oh, and then and then he asks like when he found out about her death. Uh, and oh, this is when he responds by saying like, "Hey, like, listen, many policemen are visualized members. Like, that's how he found out." Ah. Um. And then Brett Brett brings up. He's like, "I'm surprised you're here about Celia because." Uh, and then Jane's like, "Wait, why do you think I'm here?" And then he brings up Christina Fry. He's like, "I thought you're here to talk about." Christina Fry, like Red John Hazard, right? And it's again, it's great because it, it I love their interactions because it at least up until now, it's like always Brett Styles feels like he has to drop on Jane. Right? Like this is one of those times like Jane does not have the power and he's frustrated about that because um Brett has all the information. It's a terrible thing, he says. <laughs> First your wife and child, now Chris now Fry, and it's like Ooh, oh boy. Yeet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patrick tries to get some information about Fry, and that's when Brett, in his lovely voice, is like, Patrick, I like you, okay? <laughs> I like your vim, is what he says. <laughs> vim and vigor. Yeah, your vim. Is that okay? <laughs> Red John seems perfectly unpleasant, which is is which is a great like British like just uh what's I don't even know what like a good comparison, but um oh and he he has the 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 honeyed words he says um if I knew how uh if I knew how to get you even half a step closer to him, I'd cross the desert to tell you, but but I don't know. <laughs> I have wrote a simple I don't know would have sufficed my guy. <laughs> Brett Styles, he's loquacious. Great. He's is, great. I just is love that it. the word? Is that the right me, word? Loquacious? Methinks loquacious? thou doth protest too much. <laughs> yeah, loquacious. He's, tending to talk a great deal. Talkative. It's fantastic. He can talk as long as he wants. Um. <laughs> the next line I wrote was God is here, and I don't, <laughs> I don't know the context. I don't of know. That. Oh, maybe, maybe that's maybe, not related to the episode. Maybe I got super religious there. I don't God know. is here? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about there. Well, the next line I wrote down is Cho says, I was asking about the victim. So I assume it's related to that, but I don't remember the... Oh, shit. When he's <laughs> talking to the visualized members? Could you, wait, what, do you remember what happens What happens there? Uh, I mean, he Joe's basically just in, like is semi-interrogating all the visualized members to get information, and they're all just talking about like crazy visualized stuff like... Are you happy with your life or like all that kind of stuff? I don't remember the God is here thing, <laughs> but 
Saka, you laughed like you might have remembered. So it's, it's uh, it. I think it was just a thing where he's interviewing someone, and then they're about to interview a a second person. Lisbon sits down with Joe, and the ladies, the lady says, "God is here," or like, "Do you have God in your life or something?" And she's like, "Sit, Lisbon, t- hold on." I'm watching it right now. I don't know what God is here. I don't know what God is here is because the lady sits and goes, let me ask you something before we interview. Are you happy with your lives? And Lisbon looks at Joe and looks at the girl and is like, just sit down. I I do remember that because it was such a good, like, like a nice, like, Lisbon Joe moment of like, dude, I'm just, just please just answer the question like a normal human being. Yeah. Uh, they do share a look, and it's great. Yeah. Um. So in the background of this, there was a murder investigation happening. I think Rigsby goes to interview the fiance, yes. who's a chef or a sous chef. We find out that their marriage was arranged, and they had only met like a week or two ago. Uh, also that apparently the chef guy is from a very wealthy background and that visualized had arranged the marriage between them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we also have the lawyer just shows up and he's yeah, like, yeah, it's like <laughs> I'm also here. <laughs> and Rick's like, come on, man. I'm just <laughs> Get <laughs> off my dick. <laughs> yeah. The, and that- then Jane, when he Jane leaves visualize, he finds a fortune cookie on his car. Which he eats, but before it, it, it contains a message, and the message says, a friend is in danger and needs your help. Someone Very planted weird. That. Uh, yeah. He, like, looks around, and then he eats the cookie, which yeah. I enjoyed, because he's always hungry. A man has to eat, all right? He's not yeah. going to give up what a free meal like poison? that. It could be. I mean, uh, tough to poison Jane would be cookie. the easiest person in the world to poison. He really would be. <laughs> Uh, the the next well the scene following this but <laughs> I'll, I'll get to that part but uh, so the next thing we get is um is it Van Pelton it's Van Pelton Rigsby end up uh, interviewing a a former member of Visualize uh, this is one of the the few people that was able to get out and they are a little bit terrified for their life because um what one of the things that we find out from the, from the victim. Is if and you might have my my battery died in the middle, so you might have already said this part, Sacco. But like they do these like v- these videos. Um, I didn't talk about wh- this. No. Okay. So the one of the one of the the things that the new members of Visualize do is they have like their own version of like what is a confessional, <laughs> where they go like do a little video recording and they like talk about all like the mistakes they've made. It's um, it, it's not just new things. It's weekly. They're called the vent oh, videos. Yeah, okay. they do them yeah. weekly called vent videos. And it's just, you know, like you just open open season to talk about all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, afterwards you can you kind of talk about they also record videos of like how much visualizes help them and all these things. Uh what the former the former visualize member says is that they do this, but then they basically treat that those like confessionals as blackmail. So that you don't talk shit about you know, that either you stay with the program or if you leave. Um, they kind of threaten you with it so you don't talk bad about Visualize. And um, she she definitely seems like she has some information, but she doesn't. She's afraid to tell uh, Van Pelt and Rigsby because she's like, I don't want like if if they find out that I'm like feeding you this information, like my like it's 
just it's gonna be bad news bears for me. Um, I think she eventually does give up the nugget, which is uh, what was the nugget? Uh, uh, something about how she was in love with someone else and then she had to tell someone. Right, she was having an affair with a higher up at Visualize. Like that's yeah. like one of the big things. And shit, you know, now now that she was getting married, she felt compelled to confess that part of it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so after that, we get the scene of Van Pelt and Rigsby driving back from the interview. And this was the funniest fucking thing to me. Because <laughs> they, they notice, as they're driving back, they notice that someone's tailing them. <laughs> and uh, Van Pelt's like, what do we do? And Rigsby's like, can you get behind him? And then Van Pelt has this huge smirk on her face, and she's like, throw a loop? Easy peasy, let me show you. <laughs> Watch this shit. <laughs> And fucking like it's like here we go. This is this like rolls up her sleeves. Like this is putting in my good like these are my field work abilities right now. And she swerves. And what does she do? She swerves right into a dude on a bicycle. (laughs) (laughs) But then what's even stranger is that this this apparently seems to take like a literal minute for her to like take this like long swerve and then stop. And then the guy who's telling them like a minute later. Apparently doesn't see any of this happen. He just smashes right into their car. He bones the shit out of fucking their car. Which I that because I was laughing my fucking ass off at the the bicycle thing. And then when they got T boned, I was like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that, that's really bad. But they were fine. Yeah, uh, I mean, so, that sorry, guy, I resumed laughing. That guy was coming in super hot. Airbags didn't deploy. Like nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like the only person who's a worse driver than Ben Pelt in that situation, the fucking guy driving the car behind her. The visualized I just, FBI plant. It it the it, the idea of like this was the most unneeded accident situation. <laughs> like none of this had to happen. Completely yeah. unnecessary. This is entirely a Van Pelt's design <laughs> that it went down like this. Yeah. Ah, uh, and then we find out that it's not even a like the tail is actually just an FBI person who's um who is that gonna be the boyfriend is that the would be boy i assume that's yes, the boyfriend. that's the yeah. boyfriend of van pelt yeah um what happens there uh he <clears throat> they're like we're cbi and then he's like but i'm fbi and then <laughs> they i think they like they go back so he that guy he's been basically working a case on visualize for a few years at this point trying to get them for like tax fraud and stuff uh they go back to the cbi office and they kind of debrief and uh, lisbon i think lisbon's pissed at this dude like like what are you doing like you're you're smashing into like you're smashing into my team um and he they essentially kind of like sorted out he goes his way, like leave me, leave us alone. We'll leave you. I alone. believe her line is, "If you want to catch bad guys, you should follow bad guys." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so like she, that guy, as he's leaving, he stands up and is like, "Van Pelt, is your dad some coach or some football team?" No. And it's like. Uh, the vibes, dude. The vibes are all off. Dude, this guy's just bringing up shit from the I, past. I, right. I, I, I want to leave it at where the wiki leaves it, which I find hilarious, where it says, 
where they recognize each other's surnames as big college football names. Whatever. They lost me at football. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then, then you know, they start talking and clearly there's going to be a stupid love interest thing there. With yeah, there, there's a connection there. O- O'Laughlin McDoucherton or whatever this guy's name is. <laughs> Sarah liked this guy. Yeah. Sarah was like, I was, we were, we were So Sarah's to, cool with people abusing their privileges to take I, people for dates on <laughs> FBI helicopters? She's, she's going to listen to this and be like, ooh. That's ooh. interesting. That's Sarah, interesting. So Sarah, Sarah was like, oh, th- like, it's nice that Vin Pelt's like getting in a relationship. I'm like, that guy's a total dick. I was like, he's such a douche. She's like, well, Van Pelt seems to like it. So what's wrong with that? I'm like, but Van Pelt's Ugh. also kind of a douche. Yeah, exactly. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I, this isn't the first time she's. Yeah, because wasn't there another person that she was in a relationship that ended up being like a psycho killer? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Remind me again. Who this, like, what was that context uh, for that? It was the other red John like lackey guy, wasn't it? Yeah. That, like. He 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 took over the uh, the CBI and and uh, handcuffed Lisbon to the right, door. Right, yeah. yeah, and then Rigsby saved Jane. them all. And then okay. that was a, that was the first time Rigsby and Van Pelt kissed. Now I'm now I'm back to feeling a little bad for Van Pelt because I'm a hundred percent convinced that this guy is, she's gonna is get, not on the level. She's gonna get fleeced <laughs> so hard. Yeah. I'm like, dude, Van Pelt, you gotta. You gotta figure your shit out, man. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's got a type, you know? Good old uh, gullible, vim, gullible Grace. That's what they uh, call her. Rigsby's too much of a dope to fucking figure out that relationship, so she's gonna keep fucking sleeping with murderers, apparently. Do we do we think that, that uh, Hightower is ever gonna be like, okay, you guys can just smash, because it doesn't work if you don't smash. Yeah, she's like, I've seen the alternative, and this is this is fun. You keep bringing, you keep inviting these fucking murderers into into the office. This is way worse. Van Pelt, what are you doing? This is way worse than you and Rigsby making out every now and again. (laughs) At least you wouldn't. At least you wouldn't like nearly kill these people on bicycles. I'm just like a routine situation. Oh. You're a danger to everyone but yourself. <laughs> so stupid. That would be very funny. But anyways, so uh, <laughs> so the the big take I think the from all that stuff, Jane basically figures out that she probably did confess who she was in a relationship with on one of her like venting videos, and so he storms off to visualize to try to get access to the video. And he does it by trying to convince the undercover FBI agent who he's figured out that he should just, like, bring him to the place where they keep the videos. (laughs) That guy's not super happy with that idea (laughs) or being called out. Um, But he... Yeah, so you're about to mention the method that does it. I like how... So he, what he does is he steals a paper bag. There, there was a lunch in there, right? Like he, he, he dumped the lunch. He, no, no, he ate the lunch. He ate the lunch. He hundred percent was like, "I need this for an investigation." He's like, "I'm gonna fucking eat this fucking sand that sandwich." It's is a bonus free. sandwich. <laughs> put put it on Hightower's tab, okay? Need yeah, CBI the, urgent CBI business. But the guy is doing like some outside seminar. Who knows? But yeah, he inflates the paper bag and then pops it to make it seem like a gunshot. And the guy like instinctively goes to his hip like he had a gun. And that Jane calls him out on it. 
And so after a bit of convincing, he convinces this guy to like show him where like the videos are kept. And he's like, they've got cameras everywhere. They'll be literally on you in like seconds. And Jane's like, I know. Or <laughs> something along those lines. Um, and basically he does do that. And then Lisbon also has gone to visualize and she's talking with Styles and the other lackey people. And then Styles all of a sudden like pulls up his phone and is like, Lisbon, what the fuck's this? And it's just a video of Jane like sitting at a computer, like looking at like the videos or whatever. And then someone goes in and grabs him. And then they're in a conference room, Lisbon and Jane, waiting for them to, like, show up. Uh, And when they do, Jane basically explains this, like, weird round where he's like, well, you should show us the the videos. And Styles is like, we can't do that. That's not, like, it's legally, we can't do that or whatever BS. But uh, they they take a sidebar, and, and Jane's basically like, Look, someone high up in your rankings probably killed this woman. And whoever it is will, if you just say you'll show us the video, they're immediately going to be like, you can't do that. They're going to, like, deny You're, like, basically freak out about you turning over the videos. Styles goes for the plan. I was kind of surprised that he did. Um, but, yeah, as soon as Styles says, I'm, you know, I think I'm going to share the videos, the, the creepy lawyer guy is like, you can't do that. I can't allow you to do that. So, sir, I, sir, please. I wasn't actually surprised that Styles agreed with Jane because I think game recognized game in that situation. And Styles is like, Patrick Jane is smart. And also, he's not trying to hammer me here. Like, he's not coming after me. He's literally just trying to find out who murdered this person. Secondary benefit to me. If we get this guy out of this organization, I can get ahead of the PR shitstorm that's going to happen around my church. So I, yeah, I, I was, I'm more on, yeah, in the same camp cycle of like, I, I don't think, um, I don't think Styles has this like hatred for Jane. I, I think, I think more than anything else, I think. What angers him is not having his own house in check, you know? So, like, it's clear that, like, what what this guy is all about is, like, having, like, 100% uh, loyalty from, his, from, like, all the people in his group, right? The idea that this person would kill someone, like, in his own roof, like, actually angers the shit out of him, you know? Like, and- which is why we see him slap the shit out of the lawyer, um... You know, what once the lawyer starts freaking out, like Styles is rip shit at this guy. And and Jane's real smart about it too, because he knows he knows that Brett didn't do it. And he has to do something to convince Brett where he's like, I get it. You're you're not guilty here, and we're gonna find the guilty person because like there is a little bit of a heart inside of you, Brett Styles, and also what you said a bit, I recognize your need for like supreme loyalty in this situation. Like, you know what's going on. You know who the mole is. You know who the FBI agent is. Like, and, you and have... And I would say the... Oh, sorry. And I would say the other side of it is that also, I think Brett Styles doesn't think of Jane as a threat whatsoever. Like, no. And he, as, and he as much as says it later, wait, he doesn't think of Red John as a threat. Like, to him, he is the top dog, right? And, like, everything that's happening is, is beneath... Like, these people, like, their squabbles are beneath him. Like, so, like, why would, why would he, like, care that uh jane is solving it on it like in his own roof yeah like he, he feels like he's bulletproof 
He kind of is. As as far as we know right now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so... Um, yeah, so the, the, the lawyer confesses uh, his... <laughs> what... Um, I, don't, I forget if he says exactly what, what, what he did. So it was, oh no, yeah. I mean, it's basically what we just said, right? He was having an affair with, um, Celia, the victim, and then they were gonna, she's gonna like blab about it, and I guess that's why he killed him. <laughs> I forget. Either way, um, I know what, that's just TV, and I know that this is just to like wrap stuff up and make it tidy, but, like, a lawyer should know better than just confessing your crime to the police. <laughs> yeah. Listen, they'll... Think of all the people just to clam up and be like, I'm not talking. Like, the lawyer should know that. So, I'll, the, the benefit I'll give them is that, in, in theory, what they're, what they're doing is they're giving him, like... Well, no, because he got three years. But, like, it, like, there's, like, some kind of immunity or deal there in place because... Yeah. Um, he's gonna what, turn on visualized. He's he's gonna help the FBI, and that's and so he only gets three years. So like that, maybe that's why he's confessing all this stuff. But anyone not know that as soon as he said that he was dead? That's I was oh, like yeah. the the classic TV thing of like <laughs> the second so, that is a death sentence. Not two, not two, not two steps out the door. <laughs> Blam. <laughs> But it's the fiance, the the chef of fiance, fucking unloading a clip into the guy. That 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 chef guy is terrifying. I'm <sighs> like, I have his eyes are haunting. He's a horrifically scary person. The 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 thing that like is pretty much visually showed here, and, and we probably didn't talk about it enough, is the fact that like it is clear that this chef person as as a member of visualizes like all but brainwashed like what what we find out like eventually like what we're about to find out is the fact that it's not that like barry styles or no one had visualized like explicitly told the chef hey you need to go kill this person but like they just set up all the dominoes <laughs> in a way that like it was like hey like this person took your soulmate like everything you know this this is like all these like bad things, and then you know he just followed the natural course of action, which is like because of X Y Z, I need to go and kill this person. Yeah. Um. And I think the next scene we have is with uh, Styles texting Jane, right? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. He he uh, he um they he meets up with Jane outside at like like a park bench or something. Um. And Styles kind of gives him, like, throws him a bone, so to speak. He says, uh, Red John is planning a surprise party for Jane. Um, Jane asks, like, you know, how he knows, like, what Red John is doing. <laughs> and he responds by saying, my dear chap, I know so much more than you or Red John can ever imagine. Accept this as a gift from a friend. Or not. And he hands over an address and just leaves. Um... And you want to take it home, Sacco? Yeah, so the whole crew uh, goes to the address. Um, they burst into the house. All their guns are all their guns are out, guns drawn. Um, and they walk into a back room that's got the doors like barely open. They walk into the back room and it's Christina Fry sitting in a chair with her hand Oh, covering over like 
the where you would like give blood um from the like if you're drawing blood they bring her back to the and she doesn't speak she they're trying to talk to her no one said she doesn't say anything they bring her back to the cbi office and they're sitting in like the interrogation room everyone's asking her questions she doesn't say anything she doesn't say anything so they leave the room jane goes into the room and this was so friggin cheesy uh <laughs> jane like goes into the kitchen and is rifling around and finds a candle and sits down and lights the candle and is like, oh, spirits of the afterlife, call on the spirit of Christina Fry, talk to me, blah, blah, blah. And then she starts talking and she's like, the afterlife's great. Everything's lovely, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and he's like, but yo, you're not dead. You're literally sitting right here talking to me. And she's like, I am dead. I knew you believed, Jade. And yeah, he's like, I, I, I knew you were a believer. And Jade's yeah. like, you fucking son of a bitch. You idiot. You're not First dead. First of all, how dare you? <laughs> right here. And then he, he blows the candle out and leaves, right? And that's like the end of it, I think. Yeah. Uh, so is the implication, or like, so is Christina Fry all but dead? Is that what they're basically like? Coming Dude, across here? I don't know. My thought at the end of it, because I was chatting with Sarah about it too, I was like, so did like he draw her blood and convince her that like that was the removal of her life force? And now she's just like, <laughs> like, uh, like what is happening? How does this, how does this I'm going to guess there's like, not going to be clarified. Because like, how do you clarify this? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the closest I smell. would say was that she was tortured or abused in a way that caused her to have like a mental break and so in her mind she she did die during this process well that's way more dark than what i came the, up with some dumb well, that's pretty show. dark yeah <laughs> but like that's that was I mean, that, how that's I a good reason that yeah. is a good reason it's so like as, an, as a protection for her old psyche she yeah it's to completely shut it died. down yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right do you think this is the end of christina fryer do you think th- no they'll cut they're no, gonna she's come, coming back. come back to her yeah, yeah she's gonna be alive and they're gonna work on getting her to talk and like get past they're it. gonna un undeath her <laughs> yeah somehow okay all right i'm listen it, good overall episode a lot of lot of action a lot of stuff going on yeah the second oh, and then it wasn't as good. Wasn't as good. It was still was fine. I but, liked it. Uh, I will say I did kind of, <laughs> not for anything other than I did kind of like the the final scene in in that episode, in episode three, because it's like Jane's kind of depressed and just like laying on the couch, and like Lisbon goes over, like tries to kind of cheer up, but the what actually gets everyone is that. Uh, the CBI gets a call and they all kind of just like move, move on to the next case and it's like it's like weird slow mo. <laughs> Again, I feel like there was someone. What the director was like, <laughs> like yo, check. I watched the Matrix last week and let's get some good shit going right here. Well, didn't it? Didn't it too? Like Lisbon was like she was really trying to be with Patrick and be like, hey, everything's all right. And he like the call comes in and he stands up. He's like, we got murders to solve, baby. And then it's like. <laughs> Star wipe walking out. <laughs> Let's jump right back into work. Not think about things. Yeah, that's that's always a healthy way to do it for your mental health. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that was a good All episode. Right. Yeah. All right. So episode four. How's this one start? The red carpet treatment. Um. Isn't this where? Isn't this where? Uh, Jane starts out sleeping in his like his attic weird room. Yeah, his, this odd room that's 
the focus of the season. They're just reusing this room over and over and over again. And Jane seems like a little disheveled. Like he seemed a little lost kind of throughout this whole episode, right? Yeah, I, I, I could see that. Yeah. Like just yeah. like like he was foggy. Um, but then they it's they they get a call about a guy that got murdered. They go to some hotel motel holiday inn deal, and some dude has had his head literally blown clean off. Like there are there are no more head parts because this guy got shot like nine times in the head. Um and, Pretty gruesome. Uh, yeah, and like while they're in the room, Jane's like looking around at these weird little toothpick things that whoever lived there were assuming this guy who got blasted. It's like a guillotine and electric chair, like in toothpick figurine fashion. And mm. Jane, from looking at this, he's like, I don't want to deal with this. I don't give a shit about this guy. This guy deserved to die. He was a psycho. He's building miniature versions of torture devices. I don't care. And like basically just tries to jump off the case. It's just like none of it matters. This is all stupid. All it out dismisses it, yeah. Yeah, he's like, I, I don't care. This guy should be dead. Doesn't matter who killed him. I, I have no worry about it. Um, so he leaves before Cho, Rigsby, and Lisbon finish doing their stuff. And there's like some weird reporter lady outside who is <laughs> just another one of the scum of the earth people that she's like, she was some old uh, district attorney and or a prosecutor. She had like a perfect record. And now she has some like trash TV show where she like talks about <laughs> crimes and stuff. She's uh, like a like almost like a like a Judge Judy, but uh, like as a prosecutor, like it's Maury meets Judge Judy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's a good like just real hardo. <laughs> it's awful. We're just Fox Impressive. News. No. Yeah, a little bit. Well, I, I guess I don't watch Fox News to know, but like this felt like much more of like a sensationalist, like like uh, uh so Fox, Fox News. News. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, I guess. Like, but like, not of actual. Like, they weren't like this. Oh, I mean, whatever. It, I'll send you the clip. <laughs> I don't know her name, but there is a person on Fox News that is basically exactly this lady. She's a former uh, prosecutor, and she yells okay. a lot. Okay. Um, it's yeah, no, it. I I agree with you a bit though. It feels more like a daytime trash TV show, like that classic Jerry Springer vibe. Yeah, it's like the crowd. Like she's like really like riles up and like does like a like a peep, like the people's filmed, champion kind of filmed in front of a live studio audience. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but so she asks him questions and and Jane's like, I don't really care. Uh, and then it goes and falls asleep in the CBI van, and the lady's like. Yo, go take a video of this stupid ass. Yo, get a close-up of him. <laughs> and they take a video, and then it airs on their TV show. Like, look at what your tax dollars are paying for. Sleepy man on the job. And <laughs> it's all stupid. <laughs> it's trial TV. <laughs> yeah. What was her? What is her name? Oh, God. I just... Justice Lady. That's what I got. Uh, Karen Cross. <laughs> Who is Nancy Grace? Nancy Grace, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Okay. she's a Fox News person. Is she on Fox News? I think so. She's a nightly and celebrity current affairs show on HLN and Court TV's closing arguments. <laughs> oh, she moved. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, anyways, that's uh, this is basically the throwback to her, the throw to her. Gotcha. 
Uh, Karen Cross Trial TV. <laughs> yeah, like and the lady Karen Cross is a great name. <laughs> and the lady like all of her branding on her show is like hang him to the cross. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the stupidest shit. That's very funny. That's very funny, honestly. <laughs> a Vic's like that's objectively hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's good. That's good writing, if I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Uh, I love I love do, the hokey Do you think stuff. they came up with that gag and then decided on her name, or do you think that <laughs> <laughs> I check on her egg situation? Who knows? Yeah, but then so so that like they you go back to the CBI office and uh, the director's there, Mister Bertram, watching Jane asleep on TV as they like card. He's like, this gag. ain't gonna do. They could be good PR. Right <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so that's. <laughs> That's not ideal. Um, Between this and the what was what was like the what was the trial case that he was like quote unquote implicated in the, the uh, watershed event yeah, or whatever yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. What? Remember from remember? the previous episode with him where there was the the case that he was a co-defendant on? Oh yeah yeah yeah, uh, Brixham Lake, Stillwater, Brixham, yeah. Lake. Brixham Lake. He's gonna that same reporter is gonna be. <laughs> He's going to be like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting ruined by this Jane guy. <laughs> Jane's crushing me. Um, but yeah, so so it's what they do find out is that uh, Karen had connection to the dead guy, Henry Dahl. Um, she was the prosecutor who put him away. Mm-hmm. So she was the one years ago. It was like nine years ago or something. She got him to she she nailed him, got him into jail, um, and her perfect, and it's like it was her perfect oh, yeah. record, and it got ruined when uh, they went back and relooked at the um, the evidence, and he got released. He got released on new DNA evidence, which is like a real flimsy way that this all happened. <laughs> Uh, I think that's why, like, maybe, like, it was, like, the episode felt weird to me because, like, I was like, this person's a real piece of shit. Like, it's clear that they're pulling, like, you know, it's like her, she's has like an axe to grind just because it's like this. It's not that this person, you know, she doesn't care if this person's innocent or guilty. It's like for her, it's like it's a blemish on her perfect record, and like mm-hmm. anyone that she's gonna prosecute, of course, is guilty. Right? That's how that's her mindset. Yep. Um. And maybe for me the vibes were weird because I was like, what ended up being is that the the person was like a real deranged killer actually and like real fucked up person. I was like, oh, I wasn't. The, <laughs> I was like, this is this is a lot darker, and in a weird way, almost like ad hoc, like justifies her <laughs> like crazy vigilante you know? justice. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, I'm you know, I'm sure is not necessarily intended for. Uh, but either way, um, but she. She's gonna have. She has a. Um, she's gonna have a, a talk show talking about the victim again, and she has two guests on. Or I, is it that she's gonna have Jane on? I forget exactly. No, Jane she goes on later. Yeah, Jane goes on later. Jane like snuck into the back, the backstage of the set. They go down to the set because they find out that she knew about Doll being out and was planning on having. Um, one of the persons, one of the victims, uh, the victim's mother and wife. So one of the the guy that doll or the girl that doll went away for killing, raping and killing. Mm-hmm. Karen's going to have her mom and husband on the show. Yep. 
uh, and Jane's there, and Jane goes in the back, the backstage, finds out that they're both there, and sits down and talks with the the former husband of this victim, and the guy's like, "Super Jane can't read him." Jane's like, "You are very interesting because like you should be outlandishly angry, and you're sitting in this spot, <laughs> and like, but you're very calm, and I don't get it." And the guy's like, "I'm at peace." Everything's cool. We're Everything's fine. cool, baby. We're all good. Yeah. Which, it's funny because Scott already, already mentioned it, but like this is, this guy's like the villain from Heroes or one of the village some heroes. He plays oh. essentially the same role in this where he's like sort Calm, of an cool anti hero. Yeah. Like, kind of. I don't even know. I mean, I wouldn't even call him an anti hero, right? Like, he's, he's playing this like calm, cool, collected person, but he's like, Seething ball of rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'd be angry. It's uh, funny because, like, you know, as he's explaining to Jane, he's like, yeah, I know. Like, listen, like, you know, I can't affect the past. Like, everything, I'm okay with it. Like, what's the point of being angry? And you juxtapose, like, how Cobby is to, like, the video that's. <laughs> the, um, that the that the reporter lady kind of plays of this guy like freaking the fuck out and be like I'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> I'm gonna beat the shit out of you like you're dead t- you're a dead man walking and the guy's like oh that's me weird I'm yeah was, I'm I'm real calm don't worry, don't worry about that guy it's not me anymore yeah this is the past all right I'm a different person yeah like the the video is just. The Henry Doll guys walking down the, like an alley or like a hallway with two cops holding his arms, like in a courtroom. Dude just cold clocks him right in the face. <laughs> it's very impressive. Which he doesn't actually kill the guy, but he he enacts his revenge, and I think he gets his his calming cathartic moment. By shooting an already dead guy like nine times. Yeah, a lot of times. <laughs> Uh, um, do I don't do we get any information from the actual like from that interview or or is it just like that like, he's just very calm? I think so. You don't really get anything about him about being calm, but Jane notices um, his son in the audience looking all nervous. Gotcha. Okay. Um, meanwhile, while this is going on, we get. A scene of I think it's Rigsby and Cho investigating the um the 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 the, the victims like other home or like his home, I think. The mur- I assume that- the convict. So it's it's the guy who I guess he's a victim. Um, well like in this situation he's the he's the victim of the episode, right? Yeah, like, so the dead person of the episode. Yeah, so they go to like his basically motel halfway house. And I no. guess it's a, it's like three hour drive away or something. And as they're like kind of like rummaging through, there a dude just like pops out of the like it actually kind of like jump scared a little bit. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Sarah uh, yelled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting a fucking dude to pop out of there. Nope. But uh, he doesn't. He does not get far. And fucking <laughs> Rigsby fucking jumps. <laughs> From the second floor to fucking cold get this guy. Gives him um, a, gives him a like supersonic elbow. <laughs> yeah. Uh and what we find out, I think when he comes back to the CBI, he kinda explains that like he was I think he said um he was like in, in cahoots with the guy. Yeah, he was uh he was like a drug dealer, right? 
Mm-hmm. They they like they ran a drug deal, um, and this guy is owed money from Doll. I think. Gotcha. Right. I think yeah. That's the. So he was hiding I still there. Remember, he was hiding there, waiting for him to get back, and now maybe looking for drugs there. I don't know. This guy serves literal no purpose. I was gonna say I don't like. It, like I'm trying to like think of like what the. F- I, it wasn't just to like set up that he. He's a potential money. suspect. Yeah. Yeah. He serves no purpose. Zero point to him. But we do get the scene. I think this. You guys are talking about this where it's like. Uh, Rigsby, like, our Red Pelt's like, oh man, I'm like buried in paperwork. And like, Rigsby's like, oh, listen, I'll help out. Like, I'll be a nice. And like, Van Pelt's like, all right, cool, because I'm fucking hook up with this guy. Dude, Van Pelt is such a jerk. <laughs> listen, listen, they're, they're, they're both moved on, okay? Have they really? Rigsby definitely hasn't. I mean, like, Rigsby undercuts himself by. Because, <laughs> like, it's I mean, funny Van Pelt in the car before she crashed it. In the last episode, was like, you know how I said I was okay with you before. I'm not okay, but yeah. I hope that one day we can be okay. <laughs> and yeah. she gets hit by some ramrod, and now all of a sudden she's taking helicopters <laughs> to go get lunch in Napa. It's, it's, it's just funny to me because I'm like, I all I can think about when I think of like Rigsby in relation to Van Pelt and their relationship is like. Like is the me reaping versus me sowing? <laughs> it's like every time Rigsby's like hooking up with somebody, he's just like he's on cloud nine. He's yeah. fucking. He's wearing the nice suits. He's like, I got some lipstick on. Me. I'm. Re- we're all cool. Everything. We're mo- like we're all moving on. Everyone's everything's Gucci. And then like the second Red Pelt starts dating a murderer, he's like puppy dog eyes. <laughs> like, but I wanna, I want, I wanna love you, Red Pelt. Why would Rigs- you do this? Rigsby is a very live in the moment type guy because he can't keep track of multiple moments at the same time. No, I, I didn't think that you would also be hooking up with people. He's a one moment man for sure. <laughs> a, a literal puppy. Um, <laughs> there's a scene in between Rigsby offering to do Van Pelt's work and the. Uh, the interview of the unnecessary drug dealer guy where Jane goes to uh, the wife of the, the guy, the woman who killed whatever his name is Max winter. He's the husband goes to the guy who shot the victim um, goes to his house. And like, I don't know if he's there on any business other than like, I'm gonna go sneak around this dude's house. <laughs> like, he explain why he's there? No, he just shows up at his house and like walks into the garage and Max's son is like working on airplane models mm-hmm. and says something about like, oh, don't touch that. It's got a cure. It still needs like two hours, which is important later because Jane's like, I know how long it takes for plane epoxy <laughs> to cure. And he's like, and that means he was up in the middle of the night and probably went and did something stupid. Um, Jane, what a fucking nerd, am I right? Jane, what if it was quick set epoxy? Exactly. <laughs> but it could have been quick set epoxy. But maybe he saw the epoxy jug and was like, I know that one. I've used that one before. But There's that a was... quick. The, the camera kind of pans to the actual box and it like it's sort of implied that Jane like, was like looking right at it. So oh, maybe so, he read it on there. So Jane knows what the epoxy is. No. Good work, Jane. You smart fellow. <laughs> um, it's like I've been, it's very obvious. Like 
well, not very obvious, but like, I feel like when you watch the show enough, it's like when when the camera just hard focuses on something where it like makes no sense, you're like, okay, this is like a like this is coming back into play somehow. Of course, yeah, it's like the the mini uh, Chekhov's gun versus the literal Chekhov's gun that we'll get at the end of the episode. Yes, there's definitely a Chekhov's gun. <laughs> um. But yeah, so then after seeing one of the winter men, he goes and sees another winter man uh, at a gun range. And the dude's like just blasting away with this big ass 45. And Jane's like, <laughs> little impressive to be just like firing off big ass guns when you are the like number one suspect in a murder investigation. <laughs> This guys, episode did make me want to go to a gun range again. Gun ranges oh, yeah. are fun. Shooting guns so is much. fun. <laughs> so much fun. Um, and I also like this guy's take on He's like, I don't own guns. Well, maybe he owns guns. He's like, yeah, he's <laughs> gifting guns, so... He's like, I don't own guns. I just rent them while I'm here. <laughs> Which is maybe not true, buddy. Um, I like Jade is fascinated by this guy. You know, he like doesn't understand. He's like... You should be a few, like a pit of rage, and how are you so calm in all this? Although you know, I debate how calm he is when he's like unloading clips. <laughs> yeah, um, it is. It's interesting though, because Jane, like, he has a very similar story to this guy, and he's like, I think in Jane's mind, this is the guy who killed him, and he's just trying to be like, was it worth it? Was it amazing? Did it feel great? I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. But, like, Jane yeah, also, that, yeah. he shows his fear of guns. He's The guy's like, why don't you take some shots? And Jane's like, nope. That's <laughs> not good. how I roll. I only I shoot killed a person to kill. with a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give, if, if I have a shotgun, I'll blast you, but... Um, so, yeah, that's, that's that. Uh, I think the next scene we get is one of the, the victim's like, high school flings, right? Like, we find out... I forget how they find out, but they, they get some, like, some uh, information that someone was sending the, sending the victim letters, um, and it was his, like, high school sweetheart who has since, like, moved on and married somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, this was, like, a... kind of playing off that, the, that whole idea of, like, you know, like, killers getting, like, weird fans that, like, love them while they're in jail. Very um, weird. I don't know if there's like a name for that or if it, it's just like a. It probably does have a name. Usually, well, it's associated mostly with serial killers, though. Sure. Yeah, but then this—that's definitely mean, where this is playing in that like field, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's playing on that concept for sure. Uh, it's it the the interview is kind of funny because like <laughs> it's a it's a situation where she's just like yeah no I was just like checking in you know like just you know he's we were I don't know it back. says here in your text <laughs> I want to bang you <laughs> but like I, it's it's funny because like they just they they'll just keep pushing it forward they're like well this was a little like it was pretty romantic and. She's like, oh yeah, you know, like but that's just how we talk, and she's and just like, here saying that like you really want to fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> there are several pictures of you here having sex. Would you yeah. would you like to review these? <laughs> Dearest Henry, I cannot can wait we to please have sex. <laughs> yeah, and, and while the husband's just like, 
He's just the saddest dude. I feel bad for this guy. And the, yeah. the lady's like, my husband's sitting right there. And they're like, we don't give a shit. You're the yes. one who showed this guy your boobs. Maybe stop blatantly. Like, I have the letter right here. What do you think was going to happen when you told me this? <laughs> Survey did, says. Did you, yeah, did you really think, lie. Did you really think you were going to get away with this? Did you really? <laughs> you, it's This is you bent over naked. Just like a big picture of that. <laughs> Come on, man. What Come are you on. doing? Uh, J- Jade fucking... Okay, so hold on. Before you even say anything, this would no. never fly in any sort of a police office. <laughs> wait, wait, what's wrong? Staka, what do you mean it would yeah, never fly? Seems what, totally I, don't, I don't see the issue. Could you explain how this would not fly? What happens here? <laughs> so, it all seems above board, honestly. So it's Cho and Lisbon interviewing these two people. Jane and Rigsby Van Pelt and Jane are behind the glass. Jane <laughs> looks at Rigsby and he's like, hey, uh, can I borrow your gun? And Rigsby just goes, yeah, sure. Hands him his gun. Jane That's walks, a reasonable ask, yeah. Jane walks into the room in the middle of this investigate interrogation and just hands the gun to the guy. And the guy's like, what are you doing? And he hands it to his wife. And she's like, why did you give it to me? And he takes it back and he Jane just goes, these guys didn't do it. None of them know. Neither of them know how to hold the gun. They're just like throwing the gun all over but the they're, place. They're waving the gun around like this is a loaded gun, dude. This is- and and Van Van Pelt's like, you can't do this, Jane. And he's like, no, don't worry about it. I had Rigsby take all the bullets out of it. It's fine. Uh- <laughs> But he didn't. Like clearly, that or did he? Maybe was there a cut he, in between? There's a cut, so you don't know if okay. he actually did. But oh, okay, the okay. hope, the hope is that he did. But again, gun gun rules number like one through eight. Every gun is loaded. <laughs> every oh, yeah. gun is loaded. <laughs> Anyways, this is a ludicrous thing. <laughs> um, we get a. I got like a little bit of um like house vibes in the upcoming scene because we get the uh we get Lizabeth cut, like understandably pissed at Jane and being like hey like listen we gotta do like the grunt work right now like Jane you go like we have like these like 10 or 15 witnesses like you need to go talk to them interview them and like do this stuff and Jane's like uh do, do I have to like that's real kind of far away <laughs> um but he gets a convenient excuse because as he's like leaving the office, um, who does he run into but the but Karen Cross, Karen Cross with a cross to bear, because mm-hmm. um, she starts you know she starts needling him about you know what, like this investigation about how you know they're um they're trying to like, re- like get all this information on a killer you know, wasting dollars and then Jane's like hey listen I can help you out like could you break bring all these witnesses to to your show like we need to do like i will find out what happened like i i think that's what he says he basically just like dupes her into bringing all the people into the show right she kind of dupes him and he kind of double dupes her back because like yeah. she's got a bailiff or whatever with him and he hit like the guy hands jane like a subpoena and is like you've been served to come on the cross investigation and yeah, like for the- it's but that's so like stupid. the hokiest fucking thing in the world. Yeah. And then she's like, you, we'll basically give you carte blanche, do whatever you want. And he's like, well, if I can do whatever I want, you need to get all these people on your right. show in the front row. And she does it. 
<laughs> and Liz was oh, pissed. That looks. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think so. The next scene is I think he brings a bunch of candles to the set, right? Because they're gonna they're gonna do the episode. Um, I think Karen Cross is like, all right, like listen, like follow my lead, like we're gonna. I, does she like? Does she like want to bring up like the fact that like his wife and child died? Was that this episode or am I like yeah. classic episodes? No, no, that's yeah, that's right. Um, and Jade kind of gets ahead of it by just like. Basically, immediately taking over the second the like the the show starts going live, he like starts doing his you know his circus performance, um, where he he basically makes the claim that like I like today like I will find the killer like the killer will be, like the whoever uh, killed the victim will have like the the candle will light. I forget it. He says it in a much better way than I just did. That's essentially uh, what it is. Yeah, um, and, you know, the carrot is obviously very skeptical, but he's like, oh, listen, let me do my thing, let me do my thing, and whose candle should light but the, um, but the son, the son of the airplane boy, yep, mm-hmm. um, and the, the second that happens, the husband, or, sorry, <laughs> not the son, the son's father kind of, like, jumps to his defense, um, and Jane kind of basically pressures him into confessing that he was the one that shot the victim, not his son. Yep. But he also says, I shot him, but I didn't kill him. He was already dead when I got there. So my sick, twisted ass just blasted this dead guy like nine times. I need. I needed to do this, okay? Here's Fuck the real question. Guy. Is it illegal to shoot a dead body? <laughs> <laughs> Date. They explained that he was the one, right? Following up, that he was the one that like basically rigged it so he would get free. Yeah, he. Yeah, so he. There's like fraud stuff because he owns a like real estate company. The real estate company bought the warehouses where they stored the DNA, and then he went in as part of like the inspection and swapped out the samples so that he would get out in his appeal. Yeah. Um. And so that's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, he's but he's very proud of himself. He he he, he got he got. Yeah, exactly I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you, damn kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but to but I mean, he ends up being right, right? He wasn't the one. Like the person was already dead. So well, that's what he said. Because then later when they talk about it, they're like, well, the like the other guy will probably also say that he just knocked him out. But in the end, oh, no yeah. one cares because this guy's a rapist and a murderer. <laughs> this so. guy's a real piece of shit. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I forget, why do they get to, or do they just get, get a phone call that the, the the person who was sending the victim letters was like on a suicide watch or something? This actually, I think, happens before this. But yeah, we get the stupid scene where she's like up on a bridge. No, this is at the very end. That's at the end, isn't it? No, I think... That happens, so, that happens before Scott, because Scott mentioned the part where they, both the killers, yeah, basically can blame the other person, which yeah. is why neither of them will actually end up they being They both convicted. basically get off, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we get the stupid bridge scene with the ex-girlfriend, and she's, what, like, pretending to kill herself, and then their husband's, like, chasing her and being like, yeah, it's fine, and then we, it reveals that, I think, 
uh, Jane is basically like, we know that you killed What's-His-Face, and then when she realized that she killed the, the rapist guy, she's like, you killed him for me, and then they're back in love, and then everything's fine. You, and you no forgot, one, and and no one cares about these people. <laughs> you so Scott, what did you think about that scene? <laughs> it's absolute trash. You forgot the part where where Jane took the bullhorn from the cop and was like, "Hey, Betsy, if you're gonna Dive jump, make sure you make sure head hits the ground first. That's there, important. If, if you land feet, you might just break some bones. It's gonna suck. <laughs> head on the ground." <laughs> that person, who, you think that person who gave up the fucking mic was like sweating bullets? <laughs> He's like, yeah, exactly. oh god, why did I this do this? A, I'm, I'm the negotiator <laughs> responsible here. Why would why did why did, <laughs> he like I takes it back and he's like please disregard? <laughs> I can't lose another one, not again. <laughs> Uh, Jake, this is the fifth time you've done this. <laughs> it's, it hasn't worked any time yet. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so then you get the you get the cutback. They go back to the office, and like you get the cutscene of uh, the husband smashing this Henry doll guy in the head with like a bottle of booze. He dies. That guy runs well, away. So the reason. So the what we find out is that like um. What happened was the husband did find out about the letter. Yeah. Um, you know, he he knew that there was an affair going on, so he go he went to confront um the who who would end up being the victim. And that's where like we get that we kind of see the scene of the guy being like a deranged like see, rapist slash killer, because he's just like, Yeah, listen, like, I'm out free now, like I'm like you know, like your wife is mine now. Maybe I'll slit her throat like I slit the other person's throat. Like real fucked up shit. Yeah, and that you know that's why he ends up, you know, fucking killing him. Um. Yeah. Does and, he? Uh, he offers to like pay him three thousand dollars to like not bang his wife. Three thousand dollars to like just like get like get leave the fuck, alone. You know, like just yeah. yeah. Um. And, and yeah. So so the, things go fucking things go bad. Um. But um. And that's where we kind of get the information at the end where, it, like, in a way, like, I, they kind of make it seem like Jane was the one that kind of helped both of them, right? Yeah. Where, yeah, like, because both of them can, bl- like, blame the other person for the death, like, they'll they'll both get, uh, get off scot-free. The, um, the heroes guy kind of c- comes and, like, thanks Jane directly for, for kind of, like, helping him with this. And that's where Jane kind of asks, as he asks all the all these various people in the show, where he's like, you know, like, was it worth it? Was it worth your this like doing this like basically devoting like all like all this time and like years of your life to set up this moment so you could kill that person? And the guy's like, yes, like a hundred percent, like all of this was worth worth it. Which is nice because I feel like we actually haven't had too much of this side of it, right? A lot. It felt like most of the time when he has, they're always like, like I thought like <laughs> killing him would help like ease my pain, but it, you know, I just feel hollow inside or like various forms of that. I feel like we haven't had too many situations where it's like, yes, this is exactly <laughs> like everything went according to how I wanted it. I got to kill him and it felt beautiful. <laughs> yeah. While Jane's like, interesting, interesting. Mm, very good to know. Tell me, tell me more. Um, but 
<laughs> as he he gives he gives Jane a parting gift in a box. Um and <laughs> what is in the box if not like I said, a literal Chekhov's gun. <laughs> Here's the he just pulls out a gun and I'm like, well, I'm sure this will th- this, this won't will come, come back. To play some. <laughs> yeah. Not just any gun, it's a Colt nineteen eleven. Ooh. Very fancy. Hmm. Um I don't think I missed anything else, right? That was all the big stuff. Uh you missed you missed uh Agent Agent McVisualize coming in and taking swooping, swooping in on his chapter taking, yeah. taking Van Pelt up for lunch again and just essentially stabbing Rigsby right in the heart <laughs> fucking Rigsby dude They leave, and Rigsby just throws the candle away. Joe says nothing but looks sad at him. He's like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. This sucks for you. He does the the Snoopy dog. (laughs) (laughs) And then... And then Jane has a gun that he will eventually murder somebody with. Yeah. Which is pretty rad. Yeah, it's we'll a sweet see. gun. 45 yeah, ACP. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, you know, we're we're off we're we're off and running. We're off and running. Well, we're curious to see how this keeps going, but um any closing thoughts, you guys? No, yeah, two good episodes. Excited to see more of them. Cool. Same. Nice. Well, we should wrap it up. I think we got a nice little. Well, we're, we're clocking in at. Oh, okay. Under two hours. Yeah. Not bad. Not like bad. an hour and a half. Not too bad. Easy. I, I, I say. <laughs> but wait till the, wait till we release the extended edition. I was gonna say this is like a third of the of a Lord of the Rings movie. All right. It's easy peasy. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys as always for joining us. Ah. Uh, where can people find us if they want to write in, Psycho? If you want to write in, you can email us at itsmindcrimes at gmail.com or tweet us at at mindscrimes. I did that backwards this time, and that was weird. That felt <laughs> wrong when I started saying what a, it. What, gotta, a, you just what gotta a crazy fucking, guy. You, know? you just got to roll from the hip, right? Yeah. You, don't fucking, you just let it go. Let it go. Bang, bang. <laughs> and that was a one, Chris Sacco? Yeah, that was me. Have a good one, everyone. And Scott Lee? I can't carry it, but I can carry you. <laughs> 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 and I'm a big pursuit. Take it easy, guys. Because it's special when you stand out from the rest. When you know that you're, you know that you're, you're the reason it will last forever. You're the star that's staring back.